and welcome to this week's episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome fifth edition D&D homebrew actual play podcast set in the homebrew world of Kalandos, which is my world, my being me, being Carla the GM, and around the table I have amazing players, and they're going to introduce themselves and their characters to you, starting with Oriel. Hi, my name is Kirsten, and I'm Oriel. I'm Wednesday, and I play Santa Larian. I'm Kurt, and I play Ryan. And I'm Nicole, and I play Darby. And last week we had a very exciting episode and every week we get someone to do a recap and Kut doesn't know this but I'm actually going to ask Kut to do this week's recap Um, because I feel like something happened to her and if she doesn't mention it I'm going to be like you weren't listening. Uh, But if you'd like to hear exactly what happens go back to last week's episode have a listen otherwise here previously on Dum Dum Die. Okay well uh, previously on Dum Dum Die. what did happen? Checking. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'd been on this ship for four days. I tried to make a potion with Oriole's pot plant, but I gave up. <laughs> I gave up on that one. That is my professor. <laughs> I will have you know. Um. Uh. Then. Uh. Uh. uh then uh, on the fourth day, everything just kind of went still. No more wind, and these creatures started flying towards us, but. There was something under the ship as well, um, no, but no one seemed to want to listen to me except maybe Oriole. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and then, in our like, as I was trying to skewer a Birdman, I got tossed over the ocean, and the ocean talked, talk, spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> the South African like Spoke's came out there, just, <laughs> uh, talked to me. Uh, no. <laughs> we had a. Convo station. Yeah. Um, I felt, well, right, I felt off the ship. <laughs> As one does. And the water spoke to me. And it said something about fetching me. Like, what? What? And that brings us to exactly where we are in the moment. So rain has just fallen off the ship. Combat is ensuing on the, on, on the ship itself. Um, I'm not sure if anyone saw rain. They saw her, probably saw her get pushed past them in the melee, but probably didn't see much more than that. Uh, rain has not sunk to the bottom. Uh, you are floating on... Something is underneath you. Some a hard uh, ground. It feels like hard ground. Um, so you are not wet. You haven't fallen, except for where your back is touching this hard surface. It, it, your back stamp. Um and you heard a voice from deep within the ocean, and only Rain would have heard it, saying uh, that now it doesn't have to fetch you. That brings us to the voice in the water. You can feel that you are slowly being moved away from the ship. Uh, so it's the thing underneath you is rising, but it's also moving away from the ship. And the voice says... Give me a reason why I shouldn't kill you now. Tell me a story to save your life. It gets lonely out here. (sighs) Rain's like, what kind of story do you want to hear? I got many stories. It's your life you choose. And it starts to move further and further away from the ship. The ship is disappearing quite rapidly. Um, And that then brings us, while you think on the story you're going to tell, that brings us to 
the flock. Um, so the entire flock has landed on the ship now. Now you are in intensely close quarters because none of them have um, dropped their wingspans and they look like they're trying to encircle you within the ship and cover every edge of it. Uh, the one... Quick question. Yes. Doesn't Darby have a turn before the flock? Uh, not before all the flock. So some of the flock goes before you. <laughs> Uh, so the, the one, the one that uh, is quite clearly, and you can all see that the one is dead. However, its wings are still moving. Moo shambles towards uh, the crew that are standing um, in the huddling together in the center of the ship, and it takes the wings wrap around the body and attempt to clap the three um, the three uh, crew members and it's also got disadvantage the wings try to enclose around the three crew members uh, and you can see that the wings are struggling to get around the body which has fallen prone uh, within it, it's still standing um, and so you see that the wings move back and almost shake and look look like they're trying to shake off the the body uh and that's what that one does the next one uh the bird lands and it's going to one two three four, i hate six, it when seven, she randomizes eight. our attacks you know <laughs> it's gonna go for the captain and in the captain's voice uh the bird says why would you come back? And <laughs> he tries to stab him. 18. Sorry. Player realization, not character. <laughs> uh, 18 uh, does hit. And let's roll some damage. Oh. Takes one damage. <laughs> How to be useless. As, as the bird, um, the bird-like being takes its short sword and stabs it towards the captain. It glances across his armor uh, and he holds his arm. However, he he looks visibly stricken uh, to hear his own voice back at him. Uh, Darby, that brings it to you. How close is the bird man that just stabbed the captain or like semi-stabbed him away from the other two birds uh so the one that stabbed the ca- so the one that stabbed the captain and the one that's tried to smash the crew members yeah they're all about five feet away from the others who are on the edges of the boat this boat is not very big it's everyone is in within close quarters so i'm not going to give anyone advantage because you're all surrounded and you're all surrounding okay um darby wants to cast i have beat already <laughs> Darby's got this. Darby wants to cast. Uh, I just want to see. Quick question: If he casts non-detection, okay, but that's only hiding one target. Uh, target you're trying to hide yourself. someone. Yeah, well, I, I'm trying to hide all of us, excepting the birds. Um, you realize. 
as you th- it, so the thought pops into your mind, but you realize because the ship is so small, even if they couldn't see you, they would step on you so quickly that it might not be worth it. Okay, Dobby's gonna cast Firebolt um, to the the two birds, the birdman that's trying to clap, clap, and then the one that's dead but wings are still moving. So that is the one that's trying to smash the two. Um, okay, cool. So Darby wants to cast Firebolt. At that one. At that one. There's yeah. only two birds on the ship. No, so all the birds have landed. But okay. there's only two that have sort of moved into the center of the ship. Um, one's by the captain and one's by the center of the boat. Where are Zantelarian and Oriel? Are they like behind me or? Where are you guys on the ship? Well, she was by... Because currently it didn't make si- uh, make a difference uh, until now. So Oriel mm. did go look on the left. So Oriel's on mm. the left side of the ship. But behind me, right? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you were on the prow. Yeah. So you'd be in front of... Of both of them. Of everyone, pretty mm. much. Because um, I landed just beyond the one that nest. I attempted to kick. So I landed just beyond him. I would have landed just beyond him. Yeah, so the crew members are actually quite close to you. Mm. Uh, I mean, everyone is close, but the crew members are closest to you, yeah. Zantelarian. Uh, Darby, everyone is essentially behind you, and the, ev- all the birds that have landed are to your... Uh, if you were looking out to see behind you and to your right. Um, and everyone can see the one that's, that's dead. The mechanical uh, wings have a strut because you can all see now the back, have struts that lead, almost look, disappear into the cloak, and then you can see the edge of the struts at the end that end on where the talent, the bird's back claw ends. Okay, Darby's going to cast Firebolt to the bird, all the birds. Uh, you wouldn't be able to get them all. Okay, whatever is in range of him, but not... Keeping in mind that I don't want to injure any of the crew members or Oriel and Zantelarian. So the the easiest one to do is pick off one that's near the edge of the boat that's just landed. So okay. you can do that. Uh, roll to attack. Eleven. Uh, as you shoot your firebolt, it it misses and sails out into the into the ocean. That brings us to the other birds. Eight. The one is going to try and attack you Wednesday. It it you can see it struggles uh, it's struggling to walk with the wings attached um, to it. And it's also trying not to hit his brethren with the wings. <laughs> uh, does nine hit your armor class? <laughs> nope. So one shambles towards you and is standing near you. And in your own voice, but in your own voice at at a shout volume. It says, you'll never make it out alive. So dramatic. The next one, uh, the next one also heads to the captain. And in the captain's voice, it says, it talks to the other one that was talking. And they both reply in the captain's voice. And they say, this one is mad. Why would it come back? And it says, it likes the taste of our steel as he tries to stab the captain. And he does so. He does so. Well, that's just rude. Uh, and the captain takes fuck, two points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> this captain's a 
Gott, sind das, this is why he survived. All this time. <lacht> okay, then the next one. Let's see. Uh, five. One, two, three. Okay, goes nee, towards nee, nee, the nee, ones nee, that, nee. Were, that are huddled and moves around to the other side of that one and spreads out its wings to also try and uh, clap all three and with the... Does not do so. It it goes to reach forward, but the other one that was shambling gets its wingspan caught, so their wingspans are caught, and they're in a circle. And you can hear the crew whimpering from inside. And you hear coming from the two bird-like creatures almost that that same whimpering, but almost with a glee to it. Um, and then that brings to the next one. Still rude. Which goes to try and stab you, Oriel. Of course. And shambles towards you. Does 11 hit your armor class? Yes! Does it really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm not doing but yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Six. <laughs> take, you t as you take six points of damage, as in your own voice, it, it reaches for you and um, it, because you're standing on the edge of the ship, It leans in to stab you, so it's leaning over you, and you are leaning back. And it says in your own voice, I could just drop you in the water, and starts laughing. Uh, Please tell me it's my turn. Please. <laughs> and that brings it to the captain. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, let's see if he has the nerve to do anything. No, he does not. He is shaking in fear. He is doing nothing. Well, okay, so the one that has walked towards me. Mm-hmm. I would like to swipe his legs out from under him because I've noticed that he's struggling to walk cool. with his wings. Yeah. What am I rolling? Uh, roll strength. Because even though he's struggling to walk, he's very, you can yeah, see that he's heavy that wingspan and he's sturdy. Is probably heavy, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, or how do you want to do it? Do you want to force him off his feet or do you want to be clever about it? Because that wingspan is heavy. And you think if you tilt him just right. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. Like yeah. he must be sort of unbalanced. So if I okay, sort of so you like, want to do it cl yeah. cleverly. Uh, roll then for me. Uh, roll wisdom for me. Wisdom and then I'll roll your attack. Why? Five. Five. <laughs> I mean, if you kick one. anything at its feet, it'll tip. Because I was like, I was like, if you oh, yeah. rolled a high wisdom, I was going to give you advantage. Because no. I was like, oh, if you tip it, at, mm -mm. it'll get stuck. Okay, roll, uh, roll your attack for me, so it would be a melee okay, so attack. Strength, yeah. yeah. Do you have a minus one to wisdom? Oh yes. <laughs> um, six. No. Uh, as you go to swipe him, you realize that even though he's struggling to walk, it's just because his uh, the struts are stiff. Mm but he's very solidly grounded and it's heavy. Uh, and it actually, kicking him is like kicking a tree trunk. Uh, and that's your turn. Are you going to move? I mean, oh. there's very little space within the ship, but you could move somewhere else. At the back of the boat, it appears clear. Yeah, I've got cunning action anyway, so yeah. I can do a, a disengage slash dash or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You want to do that? Yeah, basically, so because I'm in front of them now, yeah. if I can get behind them, then I would be able to have like a clear view of this wing issue. Okay, so you're going to run to the back of the ship and sort of look forward. 
Because everyone's sort yeah. of in the middle. And yeah, well, not completely to the back. I just want to get to behind instead of in front okay, of. Okay, so you would just need to get behind the crow's nest because yeah. that's where the captain was standing and that's where okay. the furthest. So you just get behind the, the mast and the crow's yeah, nest. Yeah, I want to be behind the bird people, basically. Perfect. You skirt everyone. You do so. That brings it to Oriole. Shuck and grasp. <laughs> okay. With advantage the one, because the, they have metal wings. The one that's holding you. Yes, because he was rude. Uh, I'll give you advantage, but the metal's not everywhere. The metal's mm. only on the head. It just metal. says that he's wearing metal armor. So okay. she's particularly touching the wings. You do. Do you touch it? So you see it's around the edges. Do you touch yeah. it near the top, near the neck area, or on yeah, the Yeah, like she wants to, like, put him down. Okay, do it. 15 plus 7. 22. It totally Do hits. I really need to roll advantage on that? No. Okay. It totally hits. Uh, do you damage? Three. As you reach for the wings, you send a, a shock through them, and it appears like his body doesn't appear to be shocked. However, he it it tremors because you're essentially hugging him. You can see that a tremor runs through his cloak, and you can almost see the static mm-hmm. as a tremor runs down uh, the spinal column. Okay, um, and the wings collapse in around him. Like, yeah, so they fold closed. Okay. Uh, they have sort of got you trapped against the edge now. He And he does still have you trapped. Um, and you feel a weight on you. Okay. Is there a way, because I wanted for my movement to kind of like shocking grasp him and then as he kind of fell forward, duck, and then he went over the boat? Uh, to try and push him over the boat? Yeah, like if the weight's on her, can she slip out and let him fall over? Kind of like, or like, use that way to just go. Weep. Okay, I'm gonna roll luck uh, okay. and see if that's a possibility for you. Uh, 98% chances, yes, that's highly likely. Yes. Uh, so roll strength for me because it it's got very heavy. So you need to have a strength over 16. Really? Because I'm gonna use the tides of chaos. Okay, <laughs> to cool. roll that again. It I is extremely knackered. heavy. The world is not with me. It does not. <laughs> Um, so strength let's just say it doesn't happen okay it was a critical fail critical fail Um, so yeah so now you do get trapped against the edge of the boat by the wings Mm -hmm. uh, which have folded in and you can smell uh, next to your face from the bird beak you can smell the stench of uh, rotting meat ew Um, and that brings it to oh I'm supposed to roll wild magic uh, do it, do it. That brings it to you, Rain. You would have been useful when I needed wild magic. Critical fail. <laughs> yes, critical fail! <laughs> <laughs> so what happens? Tell me. No, I roll a D100 and it will tell me what magic happens. Because you know what oh. we need in a fight? You to turn into a hot <laughs> Or a gelatinous cube. I'm so excited. 84. I have no idea what that does. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so exciting. Best day of Kirsten's life. Oh my God. Do you know how long I've been waiting for freaking wild magic to actually happen? We know. Uh, 83 to 84. Each creature within 30 feet. Ooh. Each creature within 30 feet of you takes 1d10 necrotic damage. You regain hit points equal to the sum of the necrotic damage dealt. Boom. Okay, roll your... Oh, yeah. One, two, ten. <laughs> I'm so excited. 
one. <laughs> <laughs> but you get to take that off, everyone. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, okay, I get another one. On, 17 people in the vicinity. All of us so take would that be one. temp hit points? Temporary hit points, yes? Uh, well, it says you take it back. So uh, I don't think it's over and above. Read it to me what it says. It sounds more like you just siphoned you it. You regain hit points equal regain. to the sum of the necrotic damage. Okay, so cool. So I just go back to full then. Yeah, you're okay. on full now. Cool. Uh, so sorry, Rain. It's actually not you. It's the the dead uh, the dead bird, uh, which is going to try and clap the thing again, but it's at disadvantage because it's uh, what do you call stuck in the other one, and it does not do so. Um, however, it's still whimpering, whimper laughing back at the crew, and then it brings it to the one that tried to stab you, Zand. Mm. Uh, you have dashed away and it turns around and one and it's going to head towards you Darby because you're the closest and in Zantalarian's voice it says to you this is this is from your friend and it tries to stab you that's rude does Darby gonna kill does 16 hit your armor class yeah okay Please take, please take one. Yeah, yeah. Please take one. As it stabs you. Rain. It brings it to you. The, it has stopped moving, but it's, it's, um, raised probably four feet off the, off the sea level. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not as high as the ship's side yet, but, uh, and you can see if you look around, you see that it almost looks like a shell. And then probably 40 feet in the distance, you can see what looks like a tail. And then 40 feet in the other way, you see what looks like a head with scales on it. Okay. Um, and it's moving. Uh it's not moving very fast, but you're moving away from the ship quite fast because even if it moves a centimeter, because it's so large, a centimeter for it is very far for that. Okay. So um, just because rain did try to shot. <laughs> there was a the lot ship. of commotion going on. There's a lot of uh, really creepy laughing, whimpering going on on the ship. And also, uh, sorry, Darby, that would have been in rain in Zantalarian's shouting voice. Good to know. Um, okay, so I guess she looks around and there's nothing for her to do. She's like... You're floating in the middle of the sea and the ship is too far away. Okay. Was she on her back? You were on your back. Okay, so she's going to maybe just get up and like sit. <laughs> you can get up and sit. And the voice says, I may be old, but I cannot wait forever. Okay. So she sighs, and then she takes out a cask that she has, and she opens it. <laughs> and she says, um, have you ever tasted wine? Like, I mean, the first time? Okay, I guess I'm not really asking a question, but wine, the first time you taste it, everyone makes it look so good, and so they talk stories about it, and it's like, oh, this and that over a glass of wine. But the first taste of wine is like disappointment. So I guess this is me starting at the beginning. I was born 
I guess you'd say a disappointment. <laughs> My family lived on a hill, uh, and we were, I guess, a good family of dwarves, like normal-sized dwarves. But my first act of disappointment was kind of being taller than average. Um, that didn't sit well with a traditional dwarven family, so I guess from day one that's what I was. I mean, besides being the tallest in the family, I also had, ironically, you wouldn't know it from today, but... I had the biggest mouth, I guess. <laughs> I was always asking questions, and for some reason, people don't seem to like that very much. You know, no one ever knows, and I've never said this out loud, but I actually come from a family of Slavs. No one really, no one knows that because, well, and then she raises her hand and, like, oh, I don't even know if you can see that, since she waves her tattooed hand around. As you do so, uh, the head rises up, and it probably moves... 10 feet into the air and you can see the neck extends and it looks scaled in what you think is a blue scale a dark blue scale and it turns its head and it's it looks almost dragon like in its in its shape as it turns its head to the side and then it nods its head and looks back down and sinks its neck back into the ocean mm-hmm. okay it's like do you know what it is? <laughs> Do you know who this is? She's asking the, the thing. And then uh, the head dips into the ocean and dips back out and a ripple spreads across the ocean as it nods yes. I was like, I'm going to take that as a yes then. <laughs> well, and then I guess when I was a little bit older, I guess I, because I chose Emmeth, I guess that was another strike in my disappointment book. Well, my family's disappointment book at least. Um, And then I left. I mean, I came from quite a traditional family. We stuck to one place. We stuck with each other. Um, But, you know, when you don't feel like part of the family, I guess you need to go and find your own family, which is what I did. At that point, the being that you're sitting on top of stops moving away from the ship. So you can still see it in the distance. And it stops moving, but okay. it's uh, moving away, but it's still rising. Okay. Okay. Um, so then, uh, then she'll go, do you know what figs make really good moonshine? Yeah. I discovered that by accident, actually. Um, left them out too long. Um, and so I, I made something of it. Learn not to waste stuff in the army because, well, people need to eat. Ironically, I uh, named that drink the Kleine Fagling, which in some speak means little coward. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone thought I was a coward in the army. I don't know why. I mean, all I did was ask questions before drawing my weapon. That That was not a... That's not wrong to do, is it? Well, I guess they seem to think so. It's actually how I started making this moonshine stuff. There was a fight of some sort. I don't remember now. don't really care. But I happened to make the mistake of opening my big mouth, and I asked the general why it was necessary for us to go in there. I was eventually, anyway, labeled a coward, and that's how I ended up in the kitchen. <laughs> and in the kitchen, well, that's where I found the good stuff. <laughs> Hence the, the little cow do drink, but 
that drink ain't for cowards, let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, in the kitchen, I met this old man. So when they sent me to the kitchen, I met there was a dragonborn working there, um, which I guess, is it unusual for a dragonborn to be in the kitchen? No, dragonborns, no. even though they're physically strong. Yeah. I met a drag Okay, so when I got to the kitchen There was a dragonborn there Man, he was the coolest guy I ever knew He taught me everything I know, actually And He might even have a breath weapon So that means he might He can have acid or fire So he can start fire (laughs) Oh yeah, he was the coolest guy I know I mean, that guy never ever needed any kind of tools to make anything. He was like a walking, talking kitchen. Like he could just breathe on you. And there you you, you had fire and you could make some of the best moonshine. Well, some of the best I've ever had. And I think mine's pretty damn good. As you've been talking, uh, you've been rising up above the water and you're probably on par with... Uh, the middle of the masthead of the ship in the distance. And you see you're on the top of a shell that spans for a great distance. And you can see the neck is at the end of the shell. And at the back is a, is a tail that's um, just maintaining the, the space in the water Mm. and on the edges of two flippers on each side, two extremely large flippers on each side. Mm. Right. It's a little plur down, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I guess she'd look like she'd look around and she'd be like, "Holy shit!" Mm. <laughs> um, okay. And then you'd see on each um, every part that's not covered by a shell, it's scaled almost very similar to the dragonborn scales. So okay, and the, I think then she'd kind of maybe because she's telling the story and she's drinking mm. her moonshine, she'd kind of like like maybe start to relax just a little bit. But then she'd go, um, can I ask where we're going exactly? It depends on the story. And as you raise, the way the moon hits it, for a second you swear it's a dragon. The neck and the head. She looks at her (laughs) drink and she's like, too damn good. And takes a drink. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay, so she will, she's kind of drink a little bit in silence and then she's going to she's going to uh, kind of pull out uh, this dagger that she has so she's always had this dagger she, she's had it everywhere with her I think you guys might have heard if well if the listeners go and listen back <laughs> they might have heard Rain pull out a dagger once or twice that kind of came from nowhere yeah. and it's kind of because she's always had it with her okay um, so she's going to She's gonna pull out a dagger and kind of, kind of hold it up to the moonlight, mm-hmm. and then she's uh, she's gonna start telling uh, a story. You see this dagger over here? She says, and she as she's holding it up, she says the story about where I got this is uh, as well. One in the army, they'd say it's classified, <laughs> but well, who? Well, you know. <laughs> okay um, So anyway the story behind it was We kind of We were in the Tarak Wasteland For who knows what I mean The people that were funding our Our army I guess 
saw something in that place. It's just it's just a piece of dry land right now. Nobody kind of really lives there anymore. But anyway, thing is about being branded the coward in the army and then get sent, getting sent to the kitchen. No one seems to notice you. You become invisible. So people tend to talk, uh, speak freely around you when they really shouldn't, especially around those of us who have big mouths. <laughs> anyway, so... We were we were moving into the to the wastelands, and I I went to my dragonborn friend. I didn't tell you his name. His name was George. <laughs> Yorgo. <laughs> his name was Yorgo. At least that's what I called him. He didn't. He never seemed happy with with the way that I said it. But Yorgo. <laughs> um, I went and told Yorgo that they were probably going to ship us off. Um, something about the half-human, half-elf uh, breeds acting up again. Um, they kind of moved into some territory that used to be ours, and they felt that it was theirs now. Um, anyway, Yorgo didn't seem too happy about that. So I guess he went and said something to one of the generals. Tall, half-elf, bronze-skinned. Snooty. Snooty. <laughs> snooty. Like, what is this? Yeah, one of them tall half elves, snooty. Half is it half elves? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. Anyway, that guy never he never like I mean we were invisible to him, so it didn't really matter. Anyway. Uh okay, so we got moved. Uh yeah, so we 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 went into this place, right? And um I guess it seemed kinda off, like nothing. Nothing was wrong, but like it was, they told us that there was some half elf, half human people acting up, and they were just kind of not really doing anything. I guess. I mean, I didn't think that they were doing anything wrong, but I guess it seemed to be a problem. Um, anyway, we were told to suit up and get in there. Well, I I refused. I said no, um, and so I didn't go. Anyway, when Jorge, 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 it's Jorge. No wonder he was annoyed. It's not Jorge. Anyway, Jorge ended up. Jorge. Uh, so as an aside, to yeah. not go out when they've ordered you, they probably did something fucked up to you to what? teach you a lesson. Yes. Hashtag just saying. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. the scar. I'm kidding. I actually don't <laughs> yeah. know. So I'd, I'd refused to go. So um, I don't know. I guess they, they sent me to go clean up some clean up after the rest of the guys. Was, yeah, there was like slobs, right? I mean, and when I say guys, guys and girls. Okay, slobs. I mean, just because you're in the military doesn't mean, um, you know, have some manners. It's the military for Christ's sakes. Anyway, but when I got back to the kitchen, something wasn't right. Yorgo wasn't there. I went round to the back, into the pantry, and I found Yorgo. <laughs> with a dagger in his throat. And it was a very specific dagger, you know? Special. One, like none like any you've ever seen before. I knew exactly whose dagger it was. It was 
one exactly like this. And there were only two in the world. And it came from that snooty, bronze skin, half-elf general. And well, well, let's just say an eye for an eye. In the hills. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so, um, in the hills where I grew up, an eye for an eye is a perfectly is a perfectly acceptable form of payment for a life, and he owed he owed me a life, and so I got into my armor. I picked up the first javelin I could find, and I went into that battle. I looked for him. I couldn't find him at first. But there he was with his snooty gold armor. <laughs> and uh, I w- like, so we fought, and he was pretty good, but I was small, and I was kind of fast. <laughs> we went into battle. Well, we started fighting. Um, and I guess it, he, he was confused at first because he smiled at me as if I was coming to join them. But no, I was coming for him. I was coming for his throat. And we fought, and I lost my javelin. Um, And then he tried to come at me with one of those daggers, one of those daggers that he used on Yorgo. Anyway, we we fought, we tussled. I got the dagger off him, and I put one in his throat. But I decided to keep the dagger, this here dagger. This is the one that I used to put into his throat. Claim my life for a life. And so she spins it around on her finger and puts it in her and puts it back. <laughs> cool. Uh, the voice says, and the other dagger? The one that's in Yorgo's throat. I buried it with Yorgo. So, in a way, I guess we're connected in some way. I have the dagger that avenged him. Yeah, so I yeah, I have the dagger that avenged him and its twin lies with him, so I guess it means we're connected in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh the voice uh the head rises and as you see the head rise again, it's very clear that this uh, this being is of dr- like draconic uh lineage. Mm-hmm. And its eye looks very similar to how Yorgo's eye used to look. Mm-hmm. Uh, so same color coloring and, and his snout looks very much like Yorgo's snout. And he turns and he's uh, his head to you. And as he speaks, you see steam rising from coming out of the, out of the snout. Uh, and the being says, I had only wanted the dagger. Uh, but since you have imbued so much spirit into it, I will... I will take you to. I am Anik. Say your goodbye to your friends. You may leave something with them. Throw it into the sea and it'll find their, your way to them. Okay. Well, okay, she gets, she takes like, I guess like the most iconic thing about her. <laughs> it's like her, like her, her bag with like brewers, like all her brewer stuff. So guys, heads up. <laughs> the magic mushrooms are in the... 
<laughs> the special water is in there. <laughs> Are you? Oh my god! Okay, you're not giving the material. <gasps> What's gonna happen? Oh, I forgot about that. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So yeah. So it's like her bag, her brew supplies with all the magic mushrooms, mm-hmm. the magic, the psychedelic mushrooms. Um, the the extra jar with like that essence taken from the pool, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then uh, uh, she goes, "Where are we going? Don't never mind." And then I guess she puts her nah. She was gonna like put some gold in there for Zant. But she's <laughs> like, I, "I think I'm gonna need this." <laughs> um, and then she um, it's like this clock. If she tries to take off the cloth, will it come off with it? Like, uh, it if you off? try to take it off, it comes off. And then, <laughs> I think they might need this. And then she like holds the cloth and she says, be good to them. So she puts it in her bag and she throws it into the ocean. Okay, as you throw it, you send some of your divine um, uh, smite with it. Uh, so the reverse of divine smite. Oh. And as you throw it, the the dragon turtle, which is what it is, like Ooh. flaps its um, its uh, flippers on either side to give a hoist so that the um, the thing gets projected further in towards the ocean. Mm-hmm. And as that happens, the boat rocks and tips everyone off their feet. And mm-hmm. as you fall to your back, so everyone is knocked prone mm-hmm. on the boat as the boat tilts. As you fall to your back, you see something glinting in the skyline and then landing in the ocean uh, on the left side of the boat. Um, And because your eyes are drawn to there, you see rising up and above the boat uh, in the distance is a, a turtle with the snout and head of a dragon and a long tail almost like a dragon, and the flippers that look almost like wings in their span, um, there's two on each side, has risen up out of the ocean and bucks its shell as what looks like a humanoid figure of some kind rises up and it opens its mouth and throws rain into its mouth and shuts its mouth. And when you realize, finally realize that rain is gone, you will only find her pack floating in the sea. It it's it's covered in a in the material. The material has bundles, so you see a material bundle, and when you open it, you'll find her pack. Um, as she was swallowed up by the sea, as you know, rain. As you get thrown up, you hear in your mind, and not in the snouts. He's like, "This is the safest way for you to travel," and. As the dragon turtle swallows you up. And you land in... uh, Yeah, as the dragon turtle swallows you up uh, to protect you as it submerges. Okay. Cool. Can I just say, we've all got knocked prone, so do we actually see the dragon turtle snap rain up? You... Would not have seen that. No, okay. we wouldn't know that it was rain in any case. Yeah, Even if we distance. saw anything, we would see a silhouette of Fair something. Yeah. So you just saw something flying and landing in the ocean. That brings it to the four, um, the five birds. Uh, so at that point, because we're going all one shot, they would be knocked prone. Yeah. 
So to get back up, and they got disadvantage because of the wings. Uh, the one doesn't. The one, do the other one doesn't. The other one doesn't. I rolled a natural twenty, but my other one was a two. That one doesn't. <laughs> the one gets up. Um, and draws his sword again. Because that's pretty much what he can do. Uh, Dobby, that brings it to you. You're also knocked flat on your back. So you'd have to also stand. As your move action. I can do a move and an attack, hey? Yes. Okay. Dobby gets up. Dobby is going to cast Firebolt to the one that's drawn his... That stood up. Yeah. Cool. Roll to attack. 19. 19 does hit. Roll your damage. Two. Okay. Takes two points of damage. And I also rolled luck to see if you didn't set the boat on fire. You didn't. So there's that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> However, the the wings have collapsed in on onto the, the bird. And as they collapse... Um, Let's see. He takes another three points of damage, and they are and they are smoldering. The wings. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. As uh, Rain is is believed dead by her fellow party members when they eventually come out of the fray, if they come out of the fray, uh, Rain is set off to travel to places unknown with a dragon turtle and a dagger and a story um yeah this is we we have to say bye to our to our intrepid javelin throwing jumping on people um, inappropriate times <laughs> alcohol making um dwarf paladin rain uh she is going off on an amazing adventure of her own and she's gonna do amazing and we are gonna miss you and we are gonna have you back Mm-hmm. And she's going to teach English to people and, <laughs> uh, you know, just basically spread the love and take her dice with her. And yeah. <laughs> it's a shame these are not staying behind. Yeah, she's like, it's <laughs> not for you guys. <laughs> we don't want your bad luck cooties. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for playing. Thanks I don't know if anyone me. else wants to say something. Thanks, Carla. Not all the words. Sorry, guys. I'm such a soft touch. I know I seem super hardcore, but I'm a soft touch. We're going to miss you, good. So much. Have the biggest adventure. Enjoy. Have fun. Stay safe. And lots of love from all of us. I need to preoccupy myself, guys. And rate and review our podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah, dude, use role playing. Huh? Use role playing. A friend of mine uses it to teach English to kids. Oh yeah. Ooh. Use role playing. Because as they try and figure out words for for uh, new words for stabbing. Yeah. In the back. <laughs> that With will the always be helpful. <laughs> That's really cool. It will never not be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah. No, that's cool. Synonyms. Synonyms. <laughs> Synonyms. Synonyms. Synonyms for hide. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as always, a big thank you to my players for making this game amazing. And that's 
one of the reasons why we are so sad to see you leave. It's, it will definitely be lacking something without you. But don't stop listening to us. I know Quip will still be listening to us. I will still be listening. Um, And her character's not dead. So Uh I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Although you guys all think she's dead. Hashtag out of character knowledge. Um, And yeah, please remember to share us with your friends, foes, families, and familiars. If you like this, please rate and review it. Um, if you want to leave comments for Kurt and well wishes, please do so in the comments. You can find us on the socials at dumdumdie, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E. You can mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. Um, big thank you to Wednesday, who's editing these episodes to make them sound good, as well as Tristan, who's also still editing and helping us to make them sound good. And to Veed, whose music always permeates and makes us sound amazing. Um, to everyone listening, thank you and have a most amazing adventure. And to you, Kut, thank you and have the most amazing adventure. Thanks, guys. Thank you, God. <laughs> Let's record the last cla- yeah, clap. Tristan, yeah. <laughs> please film the last clap. Oh, oh The last clap is a Iona. <laughs> The last clap is all in front of Kurt's so, face. Nobody <laughs> except me. <laughs> I also don't clap. I'll yeah. just look. <laughs> oh, last yeah. clap as a unit. Okay, so one, two, three, go. No, uh, one no, clap. no, 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 no. We'll do it again. It's the last one. Single, single. One, two, three.